The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Yay, I'm excited about today. Welcome every single mom out there, a few dads, a few kids, a few dogs and cats. I am Jenny and this is Channel Mom where we do encourage moms. We focus on your amazing value as a mother in this world because so often the world forgets to, forgets to thank you. All right, so question. Did you know that Thomas Edison's mom had a huge impact on his success? That is the power of a mom that I'm always talking about, and we're going to prove it to you today. We've got someone super fun on the show, popular Fox News anchor, or actually journalist, I should say. Raymond Arroyo draws from his new children's book, Turnabout Tales, The Unexpected Light of Thomas Elva Edison. He's going to highlight how moms powerfully impact their children's future potential using Thomas Edison's mom as an example. Plus, we're going to give away a few books. That's all coming up in just one minute on Channel Mom. Are you a mom feeling overwhelmed? Let me tell you about a homeschooling mom from Montana. Tessa felt paralyzed until she discovered a drink called Happy Juice, a combination of three products, one for gut brain health, one for metabolism and mood, and a final powerhouse ingredient to increase productivity. With Happy Juice, Tessa's life went from paralysis to productive. Clinical studies report a 50% decrease in depression with Happy Juice. Learn more by texting HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE. That's 720-784-LOVE. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the Compassionate Care Team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back. So glad you joined us today. A little shout out to our moms who listen from around the nation. Of course, our fabulous podcast listeners. Our podcast numbers are going up and that has been the goal. So you can find us wherever you find your favorite Podcast And also in our various markets on radio across the country in Salem, Oregon, also Oklahoma, Texas, Omaha, and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Springfield, Illinois, Colorado Springs, Idaho, I think also in Montana. And then right here, of course, in Denver, Colorado. So grateful for all of our listeners here. And I do want to remind you, if you want to help out Alternatives Pregnancy Centers, you can uh, donate to them at You Have Alternatives. You have alternatives.org. Or if you want to know a little bit more about Happy Juice, which you heard about in the commercial break, text the word HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE. That's HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE. And last little plug before we get to our fabulous guest. 
Mother's Day is coming up. Did you know that, Producer Jim? Yes. So you need to be getting something for your wife. Um, I have a book called Mom, You're Amazing, which is actually perfect for Mother's Day and a Mother's Day gift. Actually, our guest has a good book for Mother's Day, too. But you can find it uh, on Amazon, Mom, You're Amazing by me, and also at momyouramazing.com. I would be honored if you buy it as a Mother's Day book. All right. Here we go. This is so exciting. I really am excited. I watch this guy on TV quite a bit. He makes me laugh in a good way. Not in a bad way. I'm not laughing at him. Um, His name is Raymond Arroyo. He's a New York Times bestselling author, also internationally known as an award-winning journalist, broadcaster, and producer. Uh, He is the creator of the New York Times bestselling, The Spider Who Saved Christmas. You may have seen him on Fox News as an analyst, also a co-host. So I guess I could have sort of called him an anchor. I corrected myself, but I think that's right. (laughs) He's, He's on Laura Ingram. He's also a former CNN contributor and now the author of a brand new book, Turnabout Tales, The Unexpected Light of Thomas Elva Edison. Welcome to Channel Mom. We are so grateful to have oh, you, Raymond Arroyo. Jenny, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be with you. Oh, thank you so much. All right, so we have something. I hope this doesn't make you cringe. I like to do a little okay. thing called the show setup soundbite. And knowing your sense of humor, I thought that you Uh-oh. might <laughs> you might enjoy this. I went searching far and way, wide since I couldn't get a direct soundbite from Thomas Edison. I thought, all right, I'm going to go find, uh, you know, see if there's anything on YouTube out there that's sort of entertaining. And I found a K-pop kids song about Thomas Edison. Thomas oh. <laughs> Edison was born on February 11, 1847 in Milan, Ohio. Edison is the world's best inventor from America. He was a troublemaker. He was a troublemaker, which is something you outline in your book. Anyway, yeah. I, I thought that was kind of funny. It's a kid's song, and you have a well, kid's Well, I'm, I'm afraid that K-pop song might drive half your listeners away, but thanks for playing that <laughs> in the intro. You couldn't have played it at the end, Jenny. You had to do it at the beginning. Okay, my, my, now i got to recapture the audience okay, after yeah, that. exactly. My husband like, shamed me last night. He's like, you're really going to play that? And I, he said, at least cut it down. So I had producer there is Jim- actually there's, there's actually a film strip. In fact, we're doing a, um, we're doing a special on Edison at Fox Nation, oh. and they have a newsreel of him in the early, I think it's the 1918, 1920, telling a joke, and uh, you'll hear that. But that's, there's not much audio of, of Edison. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, so I, I had to do K-pop. <laughs> yeah, you had to do K-pop. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. All right, let's get started. We're talking about your book, The Unexpected yeah. Light of Thomas Alva. Is it Alva or Alva? Alva. Yeah, Thomas Alva Edison, very famous. I mean, even kids today know who he is. Um, and, I, and I'm going to start with your dedication, because the reason okay. I had you on the show, not only because my husband and I watch you and enjoy what you do, but because this is all about moms, this book. And so this is what it really you, is. Yes, this is what you say in the dedication to all the mothers, like Rebecca and Linda, which is your wife and your mom, who see the promise in their children long before the world does. Tell me why that is is what this book is about. Well, look, every book in this series, I call the series Turnabout Tales because it's not just the biography of a great person from womb to tomb. It focuses, and each of the books will focus, on a great life at a crisis point, usually when that individual was young. And uh, what I discovered when I started looking at all these lives and looking deeply at them is 
that crisis, that crossroads, really becomes the pathway of everything they will achieve in life. It opens up not only their destiny, but shifts the entire history of the world. And um, I, I wanted to inspire kids because I think sometimes they, they reach obstacles and they stop. They give up. They, they just put everything down and totally march in a different direction. Sometimes those obstacles are really just to try you and, and to make a right decision so you can discover what you're meant to be. And in the case of Edison, you had a boy who at eight years old, and I'll get into the troublemaker and the curious kid, which he was, yeah. but at eight years old, he's registered in a school, and the schoolmaster, after three months of, of training him, says he's addle-brained and can't be taught. Yeah. Uh, Edison goes home crying to his mother. His mother drags him back to school the next day, squares off with the schoolmaster and says, let me tell you something. My son has more intelligence than you will ever have, and I'm going to take him home myself, and I'm going to homeschool him. And that was the end of Thomas Edison's formal schooling in a classroom setting, but the beginning of his training as an inventor, as a curious soul, and as the world's greatest creator of things that we still warm ourselves and bask in the glow of to this day, more than a century later. Yeah. And all of that is attributable to Nancy Edison, his, his mother. His mother. Who, Amen. Who, it was ignored in so many biographies, Jenny. I mean, I, I read so many biographies of Edison that barely mention her. She's mentioned in passing. But he, uh, what really put me onto the story, I found an interview with Edison in passing. It was in a magazine. And, and, and then later in a big biography, I found the complete interview. And in it, he says, my mother was the making of me. She not only let me follow my bent, if it had not been for her appreciation and her faith in me at a crucial time, I should never have become an inventor. And when I read that, I said, my gosh, who is this woman and what is this story? So I tracked it down, and that is the focus of what I call a family read. Some people cruelly call them picture books. I call them family reads because they're for the entire family to read together. And I wanted to set the tale and frame it in that way. And it's the first tale, uh, turnabout tale, and I hope an inspiration, not only for kids but for parents, because it's a re reminder, Jenny, as you do every week, it's a reminder that we as parents, particularly mothers, have an obligation to accompany that child where they are and to know where their education is at that moment and what's going to be most impactful to them as, as, as growing people and the mode of learning with which they will thrive. Yeah. And that's what Nancy Edison did. She accommodated the education to her child, not the other way around. Well, and you talk, I, I just saw you talking about this on Laura Ingram recently about mm. how, in a way, this is a, uh, an encouragement for moms who homeschool. And, and I, I want to talk about that because not only you're encouraging the child not to give up, that, that even if they're in a world of hurt and, and you know, things aren't going well and the schoolmaster doesn't think right. they've got any brains, he, in this book, you're encouraging mothers whose kids are, are in, in, a, in a predicament, and, and let me name a couple of them. You're encouraging moms okay. whose kids are not doing well in school. Uh, you're encouraging moms whose kids are poorly behaved and maybe getting into some yeah. mischief. Um, you're you're <laughs> yeah. cur encouraging moms whose kids have a disability. Thomas Edison ended up being yes. almost deaf, right? So yes. much encouragement. And had, yeah. And, and, and Jenny, um, a number of biographies, and I'm, I'm partial to this as well, they believe that Edison probably had ADHD because he couldn't stay still. He moved from project to project. He was obsessive in his work. 
um, you know, he would sleep on the on the workbenches and the shelves of the of the Edison Labs mm-hmm. because he didn't want to leave the project. So he would tell the guys, "Look, you work on getting this filament ready. Wake me when you've got it." He'd go nap on the workbench, and they'd wake him up, and he'd continue the the work on the project. So that's how that that intensity, and and I often think children we write off or or consign to you know, oh, they're disabled or they're special needs. Sometimes, in this case, the ADHD and the deafness were the blessings and the reason that Thomas Edison, I think, became the inventor he became. And I mean, I can get deeper into that. But, yeah. Um, can we do that? His mother. Can we do that, Raymond? Can you tell? Can you tell Mamas just a, one or two of the stories about how he was in trouble, how he was yeah. um, not doing well in school? It, it all he, he was up to all kinds of mischief. People thought he was going to turn out to be nobody, but because of his mother Nancy Edison, who recognized the, the future potential in her son, everything changed, and he became the great inventor that he was. And by the way, before we well, get to the stories, can you remind yeah. people what are some of the things that we live with today that Thomas Edison invented? Oh, my gosh, everything, including the way we're communicating now, by the way, microphones, um, the, the phonograph. So, so the entire precursor to what we're doing right now, Edison created. Um, wow. uh, the, the electrical grid, the light bulb, the x-ray machine, alkaline batteries, which are the precursor to the lithium batteries in your phone, the motion picture camera. Everybody forgets motion pictures were not born in Hollywood. They were born in West Orange, New Jersey. That's where the first movie studio was. <laughs> Edison built it after he created the, the motion picture camera. And the reason Hollywood came around, I'll just tell you this is an offshoot, it was people trying to get away from Edison's patent attorneys, so they went to the other end of the country <sighs> to shoot motion pictures and start an industry out there to try to evade his patents. But um, look, as a child... Little Al, as he was called then, he was a he was a curious mess. I mean, he would rip open beehives to discover how honey was made. Uh, he wanted to see how fire was created and what it would do. So he set a blaze, a part of his family barn, and ended up burning the thing down. Uh, he, his mother, after she took him home and homeschooled him, she gave him all of these books, uh, Jenny, and everything from classic literature, Dickens and Shakespeare. And then uh, science journals, uh, compendiums of electricity, one of which I saw the other day at the Edison Library. They still have it. Um, These things fed his imagination. And then she gave him, and this is a key point to all you moms and dads out there and any educator and mentor. She then furnished him with chemistry kits and acids and wire so he could put into practice the things he was reading about. Edison later said, my mother taught me to learn with my head and my hands, and those are lessons and training I never forgot. That is something I think we need to reinstill in our children. I worry that the, the, the mode of learning that you see in too many classrooms are fixed, rigid, and not accommodating how children's lo- children learn. You've got to take them out in the world and let them experience a little bit and make mistakes and even make a mess. Nancy Edison allowed her child to do that even when Sam Edison, Tom's father, said the kid is a dunce and stupid. He didn't see it. He couldn't see it. But Nancy Edison spied the light in her son very early on, nurtured it, tended it. And today we are still aglow 
in Thomas Edison. Amen. Theory. Amen. And what a visionary and exemplary mother. And, and, and she preached with her life what I am preaching on the air all the time, which is mm. I know the world doesn't lift you up as a mama, especially right. as a stay at home mom, but also moms who work outside of the home. The, the world doesn't honor the moms. We, we don't remind mothers that they are responsible for raising the next generation often. And we depend on them to make the world a better place by the way in which they raise their children. And Nancy Edison lived it. I, I, I love the story. And I'm so glad you've told it, Raymond. Is it true that after her death, Thomas Edison wanted to honor his mom in his work with his inventions? He, he, he really, well, sure. Yeah, okay, go ahead. He, he felt an obligation to her. He felt a, a, a debt to her. And that is part of what internally drove him. Uh, the other thing we should talk about is the deafness, which is really curious. You know, this, this kid was a hustler. He was out at 12 years old. He's working on the Grand Trunk Railway uh, running between his home in Mount Huron to um or port huron rather to detroit there's a six-hour layover every day so he's selling newspapers and snacks on the train during the six-hour layover and he says this in his later writings he said deafness because he was deaf it probably drove me to reading and he would go to the detroit public library during the six-hour layover every day Hmm. and read the last book on the shelf to the top book on the shelf again his mother's training in action self-discipline, and the deafness gave him a certain focus, Jenny. It gave him a a, a certain um, isolation with which he could focus his mind on ideas and tasks and visualize um, inventions, things people needed, and solve problems that had bedeviled others. And I often think it may have been that what again the world considers a disability yeah. that deafness may be why we have so many inventions that sprang from this man because he had the time to ruminate and contemplate in silence which, which we and, need uh, <laughs> you bet we you need bet. that more i do want to remind our listeners that we are giving this fabulous book away raymond arroyo's book the unexpected light of thomas elva edison beautiful book the, the your your artist is Thank lovely you. the and and the story is compelling so we are giving it away you can win it at info at channelmom.org i urge our folks from all across the country at affiliates and etc that uh, you can email us info at channelmom.org to win the book all right so let's talk about this in the last seven or eight minutes let's get down to the yeah. nitty-gritty about motherhood and and what um nancy edison has shown all of us i worry and you know this because i told you about it before we went on air that that we are overlooking motherhood and the importance of it in this country as the family breaks apart. And and we're not honoring the role. We're not honoring women in that role. If anything, we're fighting it with various movements, which I will not name. We, we just we want to take away motherhood. And, and I think of your mm-hmm. wife, Rebecca, and your mom, Linda, and I think of Nancy Edison. And I wonder how you view the power of a mom and, and, and the way in which you've observed, observed it in your own life and, and what we yeah. need to be doing here in America ab- about that. Well, Jenny, uh, look, I'm the beneficiary of an incredibly strong chain of women. My great-grandmother who lived with us, my grandmother who was a huge part of my life, and my mother. Um, All of them had a role in many of the things I do today. I won't get into all of it, but, you know, my my grandmother was the – my grandfather had a restaurant in New Orleans, and my grandmother had season tickets to a local theater, the Sanger Theater. Because he would never go with her because he had the, the restaurant every night. So she would take me from the time I was a child to my teen years uh, with her, uh, oh. for, with her season tickets. So because of her, I got to see in person in the third row 
Rex Harrison, Richard Burton, wow. Carol Channing, Ethel Merman. Um, oh, I, I could go on and on. Richard Harris. Uh, I, I, I mean, these legends of the theater I got to see up close as a child and a young person. Um, and then my mother, of course, read to me always, fostered a love of story and um, and learning, fought for me when, and you know, I, I haven't told this often, but I'll tell you, okay. when I was in second grade, and maybe this is what resonated with me when I read that, that line about my mother was the making of me from Edison. Uh, I, too, in second grade, had a little uh, educational road bump, I'll put it that way, <laughs> with a certain nun. Her name was Sister Agnes. And Sister Agnes, I, I was a chatterbox. Can you imagine that, Jenny? No. And um, I would finish my work, close the book, and then talk to the girl behind me, talk to the kids around me. Sister Agnes loathed this. And she and I had a show down one day. I won't get into it. But long story short, she threw me out of her class. Oh. And I was sent to the fourth grade class to do all of my work from that time forward. That teacher adored me, let me talk and chatter away. I helped her. I did all my work. Um, so sometimes it takes a special teacher or mentor. And obviously my mother fought for, for me through that whole period. So in some ways I see the importance of a parent defending that child when everything seems to be going upside down for them. But sometimes it's just the way you learn. It's just the way you take in information. And, um, you um, know, yeah. I, I, as I said, I was the beneficiary of that devotion of a mother, that care of a mother. And I see it with my own wife, with my own children. She has been so she is brilliant at discerning which path and which school and which approach is best for that child. But, Jenny, you know, that only comes by staying close to your kids. I, and no one can do that better than a mom or a dad. You know, here's, no here's something I've never talked about on the air, but my parents observed me and my mother observed me and a public school was a place where I wasn't um, thriving initially when I was young. I went back to mm -hmm. public school. But I did spend a year in Catholic school, <laughs> Raymond, and wow. my sister was Sister Delphine and she was a kind, gentle person <laughs> and I remember her well. But I, I want to, in the last three or four minutes, I want to make sure that you can cheer on moms and the way that you are cheering them on with your book, The Unexpected Light of Thomas Elva Edison. And again, you guys can win it. Info at channelmom.org. Info at channelmom.org. Such a lovely book as a, as a gift or whatever. Um, what is it, it beyond encouraging children uh, to know that they can be something, even if the world's saying you've got a, a disability, you, you, you're not behaving right, your brain isn't working right, you're a bad boy, you know what I mean? You're encouraging children, they can get beyond that, but you're also encouraging moms, it doesn't matter what's going on with their child, uh, that, that they through the power of their motherhood can can bring a future potential to their child as they match them with their talents. Can you just encourage you a bet. mom today? Well, look, not every child is going to be Thomas Edison, but you don't know the potential of that child. But you need to, as a parent, recognize the possibility yeah. and foster that for as far as they're willing to go and that providence and time takes them. In the case of Edison, look, it was necessity. They were not rich people. It was the need to having to work, the hustle on that train. While he was on the train selling things, just to complete the circle, he was selling things on the train. He realized papers were a, a marketable item. He started printing his own paper in the baggage compartment <laughs> of the train. He had a laboratory in the baggage compartment of the train. I mean, the kid understood not only how to create things that people need and want, but how to market it and sell it. When he became later the wizard of Menlo Park, the great inventor. Yes, the invention was important. 
knowing there was a public for it and how to get that item to the public was also just as important. And again, the love and devotion of Nancy Edison is what delivered this child who was written off by everybody, his school teacher, his dad, the people in the neighborhood. She was the one who offered him up, gave him to the world, and allowed him to follow his potential. And I'm amazed at the things we still use. Do you know Edison created the first electric car, Jenny? And his friend Henry Ford said, it's too expensive to replicate it, so we can't do it. But it was, again, another Edison creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. I really am so, you know, um, thankful to you for encouraging mothers through this book and reminding them that they're immensely powerful, even when they think they have a child who's not going to do anything, that if they just believe in them and foster their talents and nurture them, that mom has the power to make something out of their child, you know, with help from God. Let me just quickly ask, how do they find you and the book Raymond Arroyo? I am at RaymondArroyo.com. You can find me on the book tour there, information on the book, uh, social media. I'm also at Raymond Arroyo. And you can get the book everywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever your local books are sold. And, uh, and you know, the turnabout tale motto, Jenny, yeah. is, and this is really the encouragement for every mom, challenges faced, paths changed, history turned. And that is really, I think, the turnabout tale that marks every one of our lives and can mark the lives of our children. And we need to be on the watch for them and help facilitate those turnabout tales. Amen. Bless you and your wife, who's a mother, and your, mo- your mom, who's you. a mother. Thank you so much for being on Channel Mom. God bless you. Thank you, Jenny. Thanks okay. for having me and to all your listeners. Okay, thanks so much, Raymond. Take care. All right, this is the time in the show that I remind you, just as Raymond has been doing so deftly, that um, you are important. And and even when you're exhausted and, and your kids are not behaving and no one's thanking you and no one's appreciating you and you feel sort of like you're lost in the mix, you are raising the next generation. God bless you for it. Remember to check us out at channelmom.org. We can do all kinds of things for moms and uh, there might be something there that you need. Channelmom.org. Please pray for us. Please feel free to donate to us. You can do that also at channelmom.org. And thanks for tuning in today. Hi to my mom and dad. God bless you guys. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit ChannelMom.org and click Donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.